0: Welcome back to West Bank Bible Church Podcast. Dave here with Pastor Merritt. Today we will be studying Daniel lesson number 29, if you're following along in the outline. But before we begin, as is our custom, let's remember 1 John 1, 9, as may or may not be necessary. All right, let's use...
1: The provisions that God has provided for us because we are all sinners and uh, in need of fellowship in order to be taught. And uh, that comes from simply citing, amalegeto in the Greek, naming the sin that God the Holy Spirit shows you. And then you're cleansed of all sin in your life. Since the last time you asked forgiveness, which is what we're doing right now. So, David, take over.
0: Point one, Daniel, lesson 29. Last week, we exegeted Daniel 2, verses 35 to 40. Before leaving verse 40, I want to give you several summary points with reference to the Roman Empire. First, let's look at the expanded translation of Daniel chapter 2, verse 31 through 40. What you saw, O king, was this. There before you stood a great statue. The great image was awesome in brightness. Its colorful appearance signified several future glamorous empires. Its form was terrifying, a symbol of the great power of the empires to come. The golden head represented you, O king, as ruler of Chaldea. The breast and arms of silver represent the kingdom of the Medes and the Persians to follow, and the belly and thighs of bronze represent a Grecian empire whose kingdom will supplant the Medo-Persians. The legs of the image were made of iron, representing the Roman Empire, and the feet were made of both iron and clay, representing the revived Roman Empire. Then you saw a large, uncut stone rolling down a steep grade. It struck the base of the image, and the iron and clay were sma- smashed into many pieces. The stone represented Jesus Christ in his second advent role. As a result of the stone striking the image, the iron, the clay, the brass, the silver, and the gold were broken into pieces and and a great wind blew them away. Not a trace of the shards could be found, and the large uncut stone, a representation of Jesus Christ, became a great mountain and filled the entire earth. His rulership was recognized by all the nations of the world. Now, my king, with reference to what you dreamed, I shall interpret it for you. You, Nebuchadnezzar, are unique, for the God of the universe has given you a remarkable kingdom, a kingdom of glamour and military power. God has given you authority over the entire earth. Yes, O king, you are the head of gold. But after you shall arise an inferior kingdom consisting of the Medes and Persians, and after this kingdom, another one shall arise the Greco-Macedonian kingdom of Alexander the Great. And then the Roman Empire, a fourth kingdom, strong like iron, shall break and subdue all things. The iron empire shall bruise all peoples, especially my people Israel, who are under divine discipline. Pastor Merritt, what we got?
1: Last week we gave you a secular view of the Roman Empire from the Grolier Encyclopedia. Let's take a further look at what is said of the empire's ultimate demise. Quoting now, at its height in the 2nd century, that is the 2nd century A.D., the Roman Empire extended from Britain and northern Europe along the Danube into Anatolia, which, of course, we know today now as Turkey, and as far as the rivers of Mesopotamia. It included more people and territory than (coughs) any previous empire. The Empire centered on the Mediterranean, that is the Mediterranean area or the Mediterranean Sea if you want to be more specific. Once more there was peace throughout the Empire. It was safe to travel the great roads, which had been built for that purpose. The Adriatic Divided the Roman Empire both culturally and linguistically. The Koine Greek was the language of those countries east of the Adriatic. Latin was the primary language of those persons living in the western portion of the empire. In Africa Africa and Anatolia, Roman nomads began to re- rebel and demand for independence became quite commonplace. Beginning in the third century AD, Germanic peoples increased their pressure on the western and northern parts of the empire. Some Germanic tribes were admitted to frontier districts of the empire as buffers against more violent tribes beyond. In addition, various Germanic tribes were recruited for service in the Roman army but their service was masked or masked the fact that they had not completely absorbed Roman culture and, of course, Roman laws. Increasingly, this subtly altered army intervened in the selection of emperors and other assorted actions. All right, meanwhile, successive waves of barbarian tribes attacked the empire in force. Faced with mounting disorder, Emperor Diocletian, who ruled from 284 to 305, divided the empire into halves for easier administration. His partition officially recognized the profound cultural differences that had gradually developed in the later empire of Spain, Gaul, now France, and the central Danube plain prevailing. But in Greece, Egypt, and the eastern provinces, Roman garrisons remained a minority among the Greek-speaking majority. The legions maintained an uneasy peace, which was punctuated by occasional wars with the Persians, or... Unsuccessful revolts, such as the rising by the Jews in Judea in A.D. 66 through 70. In Syria and Palestine, a new religion, Christianity, arose out, of course, the tradition of Judaism. Jesus Christ gave a new meaning to the Jewish prophecies that had predicted a Messiah. Scant Jewish sects interpreted these scriptures to mean that the Messiah would lead the Jews to political freedom accordingly. They resisted Roman rule. Jesus, however, insisted that the promised kingdom not be an earthly one, urging submission and love of friend and enemy alike. Jesus rejected the Pharisees' narrow interpretation of Jewish laws was the vogue. The new religion based on Christ's teachings won numerous converts, although they were persecuted by both Jews and Romans. The Apostle Paul, a spokesman for Christianity, traded throughout Anatolia, which was what we would call Turkey, and Greece, and even to Rome itself. As Roman administration and military power weakened, Christianity increasingly became the land that united the citizens of the Roman world. In 325 Emperor Constantine the first a recent convert to christianity summoned an ecumenical church council be held at Nicaea to settle a question a question of christian doctrine Constantine made Christianity virtually the official religion of the empire. In 330, he also created a second capital on the site of an ancient Greek city, Byzantium. All right, the capital, Constantinople, David's going to tell us about modern Istanbul.
0: Modern Istanbul remained the nucleus of Greek-dominated half of the empire, later called the Byzantine Empire, for centuries. Constantine's move was, in fact, a retreat from Italy and Gaul. The movement of the Germanic tribes, Franks, Goths, and Vandals, and others, proved to be more than the empire's mercenary army could contain. In 410, Rome itself was sacked by the Visigoths, and in 455, a second assault by the Vandals nearly destroyed the city. Finally, in 476, the barbarian king odosus what do you think, Odoacer. I,
1: know, sir,
0: I guess. Captured the Western Emperor Romulus Augustus, as 475 through 76, the Ravenna, and did not bother to name even a puppet emperor. The title of emperor in the West had become an empty prize. Now let's comment on the ramifications of the empires and the several special relationships to the scriptures. The Old Testament scriptures record many details concerning the empires we have studied in the image. Some of the passages seem to be confusing, even seeming to contradict one another. Since God is not the author of confusion, 1 Corinthians 14.33, there must be an answer. The answer is, as you might have guessed, dispensations. 1 Corinthians 14.33 for God is not the author of confusion but of peace as in all churches of the saints. The Old Testament contains prophecies with regard to birth, death, resurrection and ascension of the Messiah. First Psalm 110 verse 1 records his session at the right hand of God, but after this the scripture becomes silent. There is a parenthesis, a necessity for an intercalation. Psalms 110 verse 1. The Lord says to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. The Jewish age was dramatically interrupted. The mystery of church age must begin and end before the Jewish age can be resumed and terminated. There is virtually no teaching in the Old Testament with regard to the church age. When any Old Testament prophecy deals with coming events, it skips chronologically the church age and then resumes the passage with information concerning events in another dispensation, either the tribulation or the millennium. Between verses 40 and 41, we have such a parenthesis. And there, if you're following along, we have a chart. Of course, which starts with Adam and then through Abram and Jesus. And then you have the church age, followed by the rapture, second, second advent, and the great white throne. Daniel 2.40 and 41. Finally, there will be a fourth kingdom, strong as iron, for iron breaks and smashes everything. And as iron breaks things to pieces, so it will crush and break all the others. Just as you saw that the feet and toes were partly of baked clay and partly of iron, so this will be a divided kingdom. Yet it will never have some of the strength of iron in it, even as you saw iron mixed with clay. The church aids existed as a part of the plan of God but it is not mentioned in the Old Testament. Other examples of this are found in Daniel 7, verse 23 and 24, and then chapter 9, 26 and 27. Daniel 7, 23 and 24 read, He gave me this explanation. The fourth beast is a fourth kingdom that will appear on earth. It will be different from all the other kingdoms and will devour the whole earth trampling it down and crushing it. The ten horns are ten kings who will come from this kingdom. After them, another king will arise. Different from the earlier ones, he will subdue three kings. And then Daniel chapter 9, verse 26 and 27. After the 62 sevens, the anointed one will be cut off and I and will have nothing. The people of the ruler who will come will destroy the city and the sanctuary. The end will come like a flood. War will continue until the end, and desolations have been decreed. He will confirm a covenant with many for one seven. In the middle of the seven, he will put an end to sacrifice and offering. And on a wing of the temple, he will set up an abomination that causes desolation until the end that is decreed is poured out on him. And then Daniel eleven thirty five 35 and verse 36. Some of the wise will stumble so that they may be refined, purified and made spotless until the time of the end. For it will still come at the appointed time. The king will do as he pleases. He will exalt and magnify himself above every god and will say unheard of things against the god of gods he will be successful until the time of wrath is completed for what he has been determined been determined must take place
1: let's take a look at isaiah chapter 61 verses 1 and 2 the spirit of the sovereign lord is on me because the lord has anointed me to preach Good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn Since A.D. 70, with the destruction of Jerusalem, the Jews have been under the fifth cycle of discipline. They are scattered throughout the earth for the duration of the church age. Their mission of evangelism has been taken from them and transferred to the church age believers. This will be the status up until the body of Christ, until it is removed from the earth at the rapture of the church, and the Jewish age is resumed. For example, first Thessalonians chapter 4, verses. 16 and 17 we so often quote for the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that we who are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds and meet the Lord in the air. Wow. And we will be with the Lord forever. Amen.
0: Okay. We'll pray
1: for some of that. You bet you. I bet you are. <laughs> David worked awful hard today and then comes in here and puts his work in for the Lord Jesus.
0: Out there painting of all things. Good for the soul. Pastor Merritt, could you close us in a prayer?
1: Father, we are so pleased to be able to be members of your forever family. We're so pleased to have the book of Daniel recorded. And uh, so pleased that uh, we can look forward to the rapture. And uh, the day that we shall meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. In Jesus' name I pray.
0: Amen. If there's anyone out there without Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. And until next time, so long.